Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 achievers growing our lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Thanks to Indeed for supporting my show. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Visit indeed.com slash happy. Start hiring now. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing is not available for everyone. You need to know what you're not good at and what you are good at and make sure you find partners that complement those things. Know what you want for yourself from the beginning, if you're starting a business, like with the intention of starting one and find those people that you can trust. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So grateful for you. We've got an incredible interview for you today. I had so much fun on this one. You guys, I am also sending out daily texts Monday through Friday, and I would love for you to join the text list. I am sharing with you manifesting mantras, journal prompts, questions that you can ask yourself. Truly, 
I go and sit down and write down all of my thoughts, all of the things that have been inspiring me, all of the different things that I am working through and like to put them into little inspiring text messages for you every single day, Monday through Friday. So if you want to be a part of that group, all you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And just as an example, something I sent out today is don't let your brain get the best of you. How you wake up feeling is not who you are. Go for a walk, read and do whatever it takes to move through any low level thoughts and create the energy that gets you to remember who you are and what you're capable of. Our actions inform our mind and remind us that if we show up for ourselves, our minds will follow suit. You guys, I want to send you something like this every single day. So definitely go text the word daily to 310-496-8363. Okay, my guest today, I have so much fun following these platforms. And it's also just a great way to have a ton of different perspectives at the same time. Aline Drexler is the co-founder and chief executive officer at Betches, a multimedia platform an entertainment company for millennial women. As CEO, Aline leads business strategy, growth, and operations while building, marketing, and positioning the Strong Betches brand. Aline started Betches alongside with her co-founders, Jordana Abraham and Samantha Sage, as a passion project while still in college at Cornell University after having been friends since childhood and has since turned it into a full-time career and innovative company with a growing community of over wait for it, 43 million people. You guys, we talk so much about how they grew their platform, how the inside of their business works, what it looks like to grow a media company. We talk about if you're going to start a business, would you look for co-founders? What has that journey been like? And I learned so much about growing on social media, growing a social strategy. There's so much here, you guys. And on top of that, it was just an incredible conversation with a woman who has an amazing marketing mind. So no matter what business you're growing, you're going to get something out of this podcast. And she's just so much fun. So let's get started. Aileen, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. This is so fun because I feel like you pop up in my feed all the time. Well, maybe not you, but definitely, definitely something, someone from your company having to do with your company. It's really funny. But I followed you for a really long time, your company. And I love how much you also have like your own brand within it and your own personality and all of those things that now I'm just watching so many new things come about too and branching off from what you've done. So for anybody who doesn't know, can you just tell me a little bit about where you started and why? We're not going to spend too much time there because I kind of want to move into all the things that you're doing right now. Yes, sure. And thank you so much for following all of the things. <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> I and I love it. it. <laughs> yes. So quickly, and Betches is a media entertainment brand for women. Funny, honest, and unfiltered is really our thing. And we exist on social media. We have a website. We have e-commerce. We have our own original podcast network of 12 original shows. We have a very large audience, about 48 million. And just 
oh, we have newsletters. It's <laughs> a lot, a lot of things. And the story of how we started it. And I say we, it's because it's not just me. I have two co-founders and the three of us actually grew up together. We known each other since we were in elementary school. Mm. We went to college together, didn't set out to start a business. The three of us have different backgrounds. I was going to apply to go to medical school. <laughs> so like very different. And this was in 2011 and we were, we went to Cornell and it was during a time when it was like, there was like a really present bro culture. There was like bro media, like all sorts of bro stuff, Tucker Max. It was like glorifying bro life. Mm -hmm. And we were really inspired by, you know, the female comedians, the Chelsea Handlers, Mean Girls, with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. There was, but there was really nothing like that that existed in the digital world. Like there were no blogs at the time. We were called blogs. And we were like, hey, we're funny. Let's just start mm -hmm. anonymously. And at the time, what we were doing was we were just kind of like describing very satirically because we we're very much making fun of ourselves, but describing the life of and behaviors of a, what is now known as a millennial woman and in a very, very satirical, funny way and self-deprecating way. And we, and that blog went viral and we, and by viral, it was like the real kind of viral, not the kind that like went with some sort of algorithm. It was just like friends kept sharing it mm. on each other's Facebook walls. <laughs> mm. So fast forward, we just kind of like kept working at it. Like we, we moved back home after college. We did have the privilege of being allowed to live with our families and just like, and since we are from the same town, we were able to like kind of be in person together and we just continued to build the business, figured out how to make some money very, very slowly because that was <laughs> the first time when we had to like learn what an RFP was. I remember distinctly Googling RFP, which is <laughs> very funny considering where we are now. But yeah, so we've grown it tremendously since. It's Yes, it's been 11 years and we also have never taken on any investors. We still own our business hundred percent. We've been profitable year over year. And we've also changed a lot since day one. And like you said, we've grown and branched out in so many different ways, not just on platforms, but within verticals and like what just started as Betches. We have now like 12 sub brands that are based on like interests or life stages of a, of a woman. So mm -hmm. you can follow along to Bravo by Betches because you love Bravo and you could be part of the Betches moms community. Or if you just got engaged, you're part of the Betches brides community. So we try to make like something for as many people as we can. And we're still growing that. And that's it. <laughs> that's the end of my, my spiel. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of where we are. Oh my God. I mean, I don't know which part to unpack first because there's <laughs> so much good stuff. But what I love about your story is how much opportunity that you see and that you've been able to capitalize on because not everybody can do that. Sometimes we chase too many chickens and you get nothing. So it's like, how did you know in the beginning? First of all, let me just rewind because okay. I think for anybody listening and kind of hearing your story from the beginning, I want to know when was the first moment that you were kind of like, 
okay, we're going to do this. We have something here. And who did you first need? Like, what was one of your first things that you knew that you needed to ask for? Was it like coaching? Did you get somebody to come and look at what you were doing? Like, how did you get help to know which direction to grow? I think that we just needed help in terms of like the, like the back end business Mm -hmm. of it all. Mm -hmm. And just someone to like, just like the finance, like to help us say, okay, you need to set up a bank account. You need to like, make sure you're, you have a accountant Mm -hmm. (laughs) to like ensure that your books are clean since day one. There is no disorganization there. You're paying your taxes and everything is done by the book. So Sammy's grandpa, grandfather, late grandfather now. I love this. (laughs) Was Sammy's my co-founder. So Sammy and Jordan are my other two co-founders. And her grandpa was like, he used to be like in wine business or wine spectator. I forget. Either way, he was, I don't know, a businessman, (laughs) way retired now, but he just offered like to sort of give us some advice. And, you know, we kind of sought like familial advice. And so we brought on our CPA who's still with us now. And that was like a lot of help. The rest of the stuff, like how to make money, we figured out pretty much on our own. We had to just kind of like, what is everyone else doing right now? Like it can't be this like big secret and why can't we do it? You know, like I don't really get why not. Mm -hmm. So it was just that it was just kind of like being really curious and not having like these limiting beliefs, which I didn't know were called limiting beliefs at the time. It's just things that I look back on and I think of course, and just being like, we can kind of figure out anything. And I think that's also, that's like an entrepreneurial approach. And anytime I'm like, somebody is like, you can't figure out everything. I'm like, I don't get why there's gotta be someone you can ask or someone you can reach out to, to find out the answer to your question or just pick someone's brain about something. So that's kind of, um, that was the help that we couldn't have figured out on our own, I think. Yeah. And that was really, really good advice. The other piece of advice that we got in the very beginning that I thought was also very important was, so the reason why we turned it into something bigger was because what we were in college, like idiots just sitting on our couch, <laughs> like <laughs> watching whatever the fuck. And we had just like a TV producer just emailed us saying like, my daughter loves your sh- blog. This would be a great blog. I have a great TV, 30 minute comedy. Mm-hmm. Nothing came out of that, but what got us, what the, the advice came from an agent that we called, we like got the advice of someone to call this agent. And he said, keep working on your blog, try to post every day, have some sort of like consistency about it so that you can like really continue to strengthen your IP. And then maybe you can also turn it into a book. Mm-hmm. And that's what we sort of did. We've written three books two of them New York Times bestseller. The third time they decreased the size of the list. Otherwise we would have been on it. But yeah, that was like really, really good piece of advice in terms of like your IP and just like consistency. And that's something like a college kid wants to hear because then you're, you don't, you don't have like a lot of, you're not senior year of college. You're not working really hard. (laughs) So, I mean, I was because I had to get this fucking biology degree, but (laughs) the mindset wasn't like hustle, hustle. It was like, can I just relax? (laughs) But that was like good advice to hear, like good feedback to hear. Everybody's going to be trying to hit up Sammy's grandpa. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, he's, he, he passed away, sadly. Okay, so we're not going to be doing that <laughs> now. <laughs> he was a great um, guy. Oh, well, see, isn't that crazy though? He got to like be a part of your business. That's yeah. so cool. What a cool story. Okay. You mentioned a little bit about limiting beliefs. And also I know that you have friends who are your co-founders, like your business partners. Do you think you would have done this alone? Or do you recommend to some people like, know thyself, get other co-founders if you're this, this, and this? Like, what would you tell them about either going it alone or getting co-founders because of this? Well, in our scenario, it's a unique one because we didn't set out to start a business. Right. If I was going to set out to start this business, definitely would not. I don't think I would have done it alone at all because like... I think that you hear this from other entrepreneurs like or people in business, like you need to know what you're not good at and what you are good at and make sure you find partners that complement those things. Great. In our case, the three of us were <laughs> creative people and we had to learn over time what our individual specialized skills were. Mm-hmm. And for us, it was like, we kind of had to fill in the gaps of where the business needed us. And over time, that's when we were, when we made more money and we were able to hire more people. That's when we're like, oh, actually I like to do this versus I need to do this. So advice would definitely be work with somebody if, I mean, you can't do everything. Right. (laughs) So there, know what you're good at, know what you want for yourself from the beginning. If you're starting a business, like with the intention of starting one and find those people that you can trust. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. Did you guys ever sit down and be like, okay, I'm terrible at this or I hate this or I'm not good at yeah. this? Like, how did you, okay. Yeah. And you were like, <laughs> the, would you like point it out to each other? Like, look, you're really good at this and maybe you don't even realize it. Or what did that look like? Yeah. I mean, we've had hundreds of those conversations okay. over the last 11 years because like it changes your, yeah. like what you're good at changes or what you want to be doing. Mm-hmm. And the business has evolved so much. So the needs of, of that have grown and we were, we, we all kind of took on the mindset that like, we're going to do one thing that makes us really happy. And one thing that is mm. one of those things that we have to do, but yeah. isn't really your passion. It's like, you have to do HR until we are able to hire an HR director. <laughs> like we have to manage people until you don't have to manage. Like right. those kinds of things is just make sure there's one thing you're doing that you know you really enjoy and one thing that you just have to do. That's like just part of the hustle. Hey, interrupting this podcast for a minute to remind you that if you want to scale, you're probably going to need to hire. And hiring is a full-time job in itself. And as a small business owner, it's so tough to allocate time to learn all about the hiring process. So if you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. You don't have to spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. You can do it all with Indeed. So if you're a patient like me, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. I really love Indeed's instant match feature because it does the hard work for you. Sponsor a job posting and boom, instant match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post. Plus, instant match gives you more control over who applies to your job because you can invite candidates and candidates who are invited are more likely to apply. 
Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. Visit Indeed.com slash happy to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash happy. Indeed.com slash happy. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing is not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is the first thing you guys made money on? Ads. Advertising. Oh. Google, Google ads. We, okay, I, tell me how that looked. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Um, we figured out how to set up like a Google, like literally this is just us like tinkering on our computers. Like I try, I learned how to do Photoshop from YouTube. So like uh, the summer after college, so I can, we can make a book proposal and so that I could like design a logo that we didn't end up using things like that. But, um, the first thing was just Google ads. What's one of your biggest early mistakes that you can remember? Obviously everyone I talk to you obviously don't regret them, but what was one of the biggest mistakes and what did, what did you learn from it? I think that there was a time when we, yeah, when we first, so we have our e-com platform shop etches now. Yep. We started a different like e-com platform, like in 2013, like a shop, online shop. But we didn't think that like, we knew what we were doing. So we enlisted people to help us. Mm. And sure, that goes along with the advice. Like if you don't know, if you think that this is not your skill, find somebody to compliment it. Right. But it was really part of the like, the doubt instead of like what we're good at. So we, yeah, we had somebody to tell us, you know, these products would do well, these, and it didn't do well. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to even promote them. We were like, if you guys think so, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll post these, but, and we were spent a little money on it. And then when it didn't do well, we realized, hold on, like, why would we ever try to make something that we don't even want to promote. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we kind of close that off. And a couple years later, this is part of the whole like dividing our responsibilities. I was like, you know what? I can, I can lead shop batches. Let me just, I know exactly what our audience wants. Like that's a strength. I know exactly what they would buy, like funny phrases on t-shirts and that they could like Instagram in. And that's what started the 2.0 of shop etches. And it's something that's like has evolved over time, but that's like kind of a lesson that I don't regret. Mm -hmm. I don't regret that, but it was definitely part of the process of like knowing what your skills are. And in that moment, I knew our skills were, we know our audience. Mm. Isn't that nuts? Like I literally have gone through that exact same thing. And I'm so grateful for those moments of like spending all the money or or having that be so clear that that did not work because nothing gets you more clear than when you kind of like go against the thing that you knew. And mm-hmm. it's, it's so powerful to be like, nope, did that once. We'll never do it again. Mm-hmm. We know not to like go seek this outside help because that it is when you can start listening to that voice in your head that's like, is this right? I'm not sure. But sometimes it just takes that like reaffirming moment. And I I love that. I think every, I don't know anyone who even listening to this, if you don't, it's almost like you have to learn that one on your own to just like really lock that in. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like reaffirming. Yes. It's so good. Okay. When is a time that you have been the bottleneck of the business? like maybe taken on something that you're not good at and done it for too long because you can or thought of maybe not growing because it just felt scary. Like when's the time that you feel that maybe you 
personally have slowed the business down in an area, but you let it go or figured it out? I can't think of something like that. Well, that's pretty awesome too. (laughs) Because we don't have investors. We like pivot and change very quickly. And we're able to like go with all the changes in the platforms. And like, I think that that's what's allowed us to be alive today Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like still relevant and people still loving the voice of the brand and still loving Betches. Like there's an emotional connection to it. That, that the audience has with the brand. And I think it's because we're like, oh, Instagram stories, this is a new thing. Oh my God, what? I'm not sitting here like, oh, mm. I, I don't think, I'd rather just blog. Like, no, we ha- this is literally everybody's on Instagram stories. We need to figure out how to use this. Like we were cutting out construction paper <laughs> and like making, instead of like doing things like we didn't have a graphic designer, we were like cutting out construction paper, like children, but like making funny stories from it because we thought like, oh, this is gonna, and then we figured it out, like how to do new platforms, certain Mm -hmm. things that we, I guess we're not on snap because I think it was, I think it was one of those things where like, it wasn't like, oh, we held on to it, but it was like, you need to let go of things quickly when you realize you don't have the resources to Mm. work on them. So like you have to prioritize. Like I think over the time, again, because we don't have investors. We don't have all the money to throw at everything. So we have been, we've become very skilled, like prioritizers and and skilled at prioritization is the correct English phrase (laughs) and learned how to take calculated risks over time. There was like so much gold all throughout that just between like, know what resources you have, just because everybody's saying you should be on every platform and be everywhere. doesn't mean that that is a good idea. Like know where your energy is going and get really good at one thing. And also just how fast you're willing to pivot and figure it out. That's so powerful, especially as you're talking, like this was such a good message for me today. I'm in a place right now where there's just like some pivoting happening and I'm observing how I'm not paying as much attention to my intuition, even though I know, because I have this other second thought in there. But that was so powerful today to be like, you know, like, you know, you know what you need to do. And you know that success loves speed and everything's moving so fast right now that you have to kind of look at everything. So that was for me today. That was was really, really (laughs) good. (laughs) Tell me about your team then to now. So let's say you're already up and running. You're making some money. Maybe your first moments of like, hey, we have like a viable business here. What does Mm -hmm. that look like? And who was your team? And then Mm -hmm. what does the team look like now? I mean, when we thought we had a viable business, it was just the three of us. Plus, you know, like our accountant. And we hired our first employee when we had a couple freelance writers to help us in the blog. One of which is an employee now still with us. That is awesome. And our I feel like that speaks so much to how you guys internally talk and treat each other and all that good we've, stuff. So yeah, we've amazing. had a lot of amazing employees over time. And obviously there's been so much like turnover oh, over yeah. like the different evolutions of the company, but like that's change that you have to embrace. Yeah, so, and then my our first employee was this young woman. She came on to help shop batches actually, as I said, grow. And she's out killing it. I think she like works for Elle now. And the first few years that we, I guess, were working, we worked out of WeWorks. Well, first home, our parents' home. <laughs> then we got uh, WeWorks and we were in WeWork for a few years. And then we were like, we're it's too expensive to be in WeWork versus having our own office space. We built our own office space and we just moved into another one most recently. But the team now is almost 50. 
Wow. And I just got out of a meeting to talk about like the growth plan for like the org. And I was just like, please, I need this one. I need this one. And we're like, this is so many people, but I don't know. It's just crazy. And obviously we, we do it very slowly, methodically, but it's just exciting to want to grow it like that. That mm-hmm. definitely motivates me. How have you grown as a leader? Like, where have you gone to learn how to be a better leader? Have you done podcasts, books? Did you have someone come in and help you kind of like learn how to lead? What has that process looked like? Yeah, I've had, we've had a few executive coaches here and there. I brought on advisors for a couple of years. We just, I talked to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. It's that part. I think you had a podcast. I think I saw it on your Instagram about like switching from like the entrepreneur to the CEO, mm-hmm. like that shift so difficult like Mm -hmm. that. I can't, I was just like, yes, yes. That is so hard to do because like, I, I personally am so much better when I'm like hands-on and like working and creating and doing things and just like sort of in, like in it with everyone. When then you have to like be the, the captain, it's a different experience. So I've definitely like had some people to ask for advice about how to like, what's the appropriate way to, Mm to lead, like, how do you, you, even like operationally, that was, Mm. that was the biggest, biggest changes that we have done over time, like very slowly, but like professionalizing the business, strategic planning, like planning ahead, like over the years, that was something that we learned and just like operational rigor and how important it is for like a larger company. And there's still lots of, lots of room to grow, but we're still working on it. Tell me about hard conversations, like how you either look at them now, how you've learned to go like head first into them because your company wouldn't have the success it has if you weren't having difficult conversations frequently. So, you know, you may not even view them as difficult anymore, but for someone who doesn't love conflict, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't get easier, but for people who are listening to this and they're like, oh my God, the level of conversations I have to have even with a small business, like how do you manage all of the problems that come up, whether it's conversations that you have to have with your co-founders or whether it's conversations with people who work there or around challenging things? What does that look like? Do you have kind of a, a system put in place around that? Honestly, it's just communication. Like just don't avoid anything. If you feel mm. something is brewing or something, just say it to a trusted member of your team. So a lot of the time that person feels the same way too about something, whether it's like, you know, something is not performing, we need to address it. Someone is not performing. We need to address it. Some, one of us is not doing well We need to address it. Like those are, I think just, just not avoiding conflict, even mm-hmm. though that's like where you want to go to. Like, I, I, I want to hide under a blanket yeah. and like give someone negative feedback, like firing someone is the mo- the worst thing, worst mm-hmm. feeling ever. Like that, those aren't great things, but you just kind of have to do it. It's yeah. part of the business. It's part of, as long as you treat everybody with respect. Mm-hmm. And that's always been my thing. Like as long as you, every, the people feel like they're respected and yeah, that's kind of, I don't know. Sorry if that wasn't like so eloquent, but No, I love it. Just head first and always respect. Like the intention of respect is huge. I think that goes so far because if you go in with that, it's like a feeling, right? They're going to feel that you feel that feeling of like, okay, this sucks, but also it came from a really good place, which maybe they'll see that later. They don't always see it right away.
Hey, I just have to interrupt this podcast. I'm sitting here with my work wife, my business bestie, Lindsay Schwartz. And we want to remind you that if you have a big idea, there are ways for you to monetize it, not just monetize it, but bring it up to six figures and more. And Lindsay and I are partnering. We're literally partnering on a way for you to be able to do this. Lindsay, tell them what you're doing. Oh my gosh. Well, this is so much fun because anything we do together is fun, but we also really want to equip people with the tools that we wish we would have had when we were Mm -hmm. first starting out in business, starting to launch that first idea or getting to that point where we knew it was meant to make more than it's currently making. So if this is you, if you have a big idea, you know, you want to make more money with your business or launch it and get it going, then we are enrolling right now at this moment. Doors are literally today. Today is happening (laughs) for our six-figure school signature 12-week business mentorship. So this gives you all the tools, a step-by-step plan, exactly what I did to take my idea from the tiny, tiny seed of an idea to a multiple six-figure business and a community that's going to have your back and keep you accountable along the way. It's my favorite program. Yeah. And what we're doing, because I so believe in this program, I've gotten to speak at your masterminds. I've gotten to see your incredible courses and what they're doing for people. I've gotten to speak at your amazing event. You're a best-selling author. You're a podcast host. You do events. You help these incredible groups of women break through, get their big business idea out there, reach six figures and beyond. This is the place that you want to be. Seriously, people always say, oh my gosh, like you guys are goals. The fact that you have each other to bounce ideas off of and do life and business together. It's true. We feel pretty damn lucky, but this this did not happen easily. It happened because we put a lot on the line. We said yes, we invested in ourselves and we met each other in groups just like this one. So if you're ready to do your life and business with an incredible community, Chris and I have decided to add as a bonus, if you join Lindsay's Six Figure School, we are throwing in absolutely free as a massive bonus, this course Be Online, where you are going to get the A to Z roadmap. It's a proven system that we created to launch, grow, and scale your business. You get a ton of the experts that Chris and I have learned from, a ton of mentors. You're going to get hours and hours of training on exactly what you need to do start to finish to grow and scale your business, not to mention what you're going to be getting in Six Figure School along with that live community. I know I'm coming in there to do a Q&A session, so you'll actually get to have Q&A with Lindsay and I live as well. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so good. And this bonus is ridiculous. The value alone in these two courses together will equip you with everything you need and more. And the best part is Six Figure School, you are in for the life of the program. You can learn and grow at your own pace. You get lifetime access to the course, the community, all future live Q&A calls. There's literally no reason why you couldn't take this and use it as a launch pad to scale the business of your dreams. All right, you guys, it's your choice. It's these little moments in life where you just say hell yes to something that feels scary. And this one single moment could completely change your life. So go to powerhouselori.com. That's powerhouse, L-O-R-I.com right now to enroll and start changing your life literally today. All right, Lens, let's get them back to the show. We hope to see you in the community. Bye guys. 
how do you cope with like a really bad day or kind of like that, like off the back end of a tough conversation? Like, are there certain things that you do? Do you go home? Do you go for a walk? Do you talk it out? Like, what does that look like? I think that's obviously changed over time. It's like you get to know yourself, you get older. I like to literally shut my brain off. (laughs) I just, I have to turn, like, I need to close my computer. I need to like turn on a show or talk to my husband about whatever at like literally his day, like just turning off and then process it later. Mm-hmm. I think like you have, you have to process it. You have to talk, but that's really where the whole two other co-founders that I have like really comes in handy. Like I have them as like this trusted partners that I can talk to and like about how I'm feeling about something. If I had a really hard conversation with somebody like, I feel X, Y, Z, even if I feel like I, you know, I don't have a boss. So even if I feel like I killed it at something, mm-hmm. I like say, Hey, I'm proud of myself for doing X, Y, Z. Like those things are learned skills over time. Like not, did not, does not come easy, but recently I've taken on the hot girl walk, you know, <laughs> I've taken on like walking a lot more. And mm-hmm. I did the whole move out of the city, have a baby, buy a house and live in the suburbs. Very cliche, but I've just really appreciated just like being off of a screen. Like Mm. you don't realize how many screens you are sitting in front of, like your phone. If you exercise on a Peloton, there's a screen, you have your computer, you have your television, you have my baby monitors on iPad, like literally all of these screens, like getting away from them, like looking at a tree is actually does something to your brain in a very positive way. Oh, I love that. I was just listening. (laughs) There's a great book called The Comfort Crisis. I don't know if you've read it. If not, Mm -hmm. you probably love it. But just talking about how good nature is for you, like literally just, you don't even, it's the best. You don't even have to do anything. It literally just calms you down. Like you said, honestly, looking at a tree changes your brain chemistry. It's so, so powerful. I I found a street that I liked because there was something about the way the street made me feel. And I make sure to walk down it because it just like you're recharging Mm -hmm. yourself. And if you had a bad day, you have time to kind of like stew on it a little bit. Like maybe you have a clear mind after and you're just calm and it just like dissipates the drama. And yeah, that's why I love it. It's just like putting it into perspective. You need to like get out of the place where the thing happened to, to like, just like, remember the world is still going on. You Mm -hmm. still have your family. You still have like, you know, get into gratitude, all of the things, or it can feel like, yeah, like it's taken you under and you're being zapped and it just can feel horrible. Yeah. And the thing that you love can turn into something that you hate. So I love that you have like your outlets. So you're a fairly new mom. Fairly. <laughs> Fairly. <laughs> Does it feel new or do you, are you yes. like all in now? And, and what would you say is the biggest thing that has changed with you just as a person, but then a little bit of insight just around like, what did that make you feel around your business? My daughter's almost one next in August. It was crazy. <laughs> it's been crazy. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, but it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to like, just to have, it's so cheap. I mean, I was talking to Sammy, my co-founder about this. I'm like, when do you become cheesy? Like in your life? And it's like, when, <laughs> when you have a kid, like it just, you can't help it. You say cheesy mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> like, cause I was about to say, you just like, can't, you like, you love this child. Like you don't know where it comes from. It's very biological. It's just over, very overwhelming feeling. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like knowing when you need not subscribing to guilt mm-hmm. much 
I, I mean, I still, I very much subscribe to guilt, but trying not to and like <laughs> noticing when you are feeling that guilt, especially when it comes to work. Like I work, we have an amazing office, but we're hybrid and I work most of the days from home, but my daughter naps behind this wall. Mm. And like, I try to pop out and say hello. And I feel that feeling of like, oh, I could just be with her all day, mm. you know, like she's right here. And if I, I can't help but feel that feeling, but then I'm like, you are first of all, fulfilling your own needs mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're providing a life for her. So I can't, I think that goes into the question of like, what's changed, how I feel about my business. I feel like the stakes are much higher because I literally have a dependent mm. <laughs> and it makes everything a little bit more intense. I like started to really feel that like, that was one of the first switches is like, wow, like my sales team, my, our revenue team, like what they do every day directly impacts my daughter's future. And mm-hmm. that is great. That is a crazy thought. Mm-hmm. And so it just, it didn't really change anything. It just changed the way I thought about it. And it just increased the stakes and that's fine. It is what it is. That's life. And yeah, I, hopefully I can be a better leader and mother for it. Mm. Let's fast forward down the road and say she's 15 years old. What do you want her to have looked back on that that time period from now until 15 and say about you? Like what kind of impact do you want to have shown her? I think that like working for your independence is really important, mm. but also spending time with your family is important. I don't want her to feel like I'm never around, but even though I like physically am, like, I don't want her to feel like I'm not present with her when I am with her. So I try very, very hard not to be on my phone, even though I'm like answering Mm -hmm. slacks or emails, try very hard to put my phone away, even though she's right now running towards it. But that's kind of like the, as as far as I've gotten, you know, I've only gotten a year. (laughs) Right. And honestly, within that year, the first six months are a blur. So Mm. I've only have six Mm. six months to be like at all self-reflective. And those are the things that so far I'm taking away. It's Mm -hmm. like present when I'm present and like working my ass off when I'm not. Oh man, so good. Okay, so you have, we'll switch over to, we're, we're just jumping all around today. Yeah, um, sure. We'll, we'll switch. It's everything, right? There's no way to separate. When you have a business, you are just all one. Listen, <laughs> yeah, everything. Oh my God. It's, it's your whole life. Like there's the work life. Anytime people talk about work-life balance, like how do you answer that question? Like when people say, well, how do you have work-life balance? What's your answer? <laughs> Honestly, it's integrated. Like I just, I try to be exactly what you said. I try to be really present in each moment because you're dancing in between my husband's in the next room, my mother-in-law's down the street. Like literally, it's just like life is happening while your business happens nonstop. So it's mm-hmm. it's like learning. Do you want to know what it is for me too? Is like learning that every day has good and bad. And like, mm-hmm. even when things are going so right, there's always wrong. And like yeah. letting those simultaneously coexist, just like how work kind of like coexists, but trying to be really present with what's important to me. So right. I don't really yeah. know what that balance is, but I'm just like, it's all, I'm trying to figure out how to enjoy each one. I just feel like it's also such like bullshit. Like I can't, it's the expectations are too high. Yeah. Like we were saying earlier, like you just attack the day as you best you can and just look back, reflect and try to do better another day. Like 
men are never asked work-life balance questions. <laughs> and I just, yeah, it's, and we're it's also a lot different. to strive for. Yeah. We're, we're all so different. Our brains are different. Like I've come to the conclusion, it's okay that I want to be doing a million different things all the time. And that this person does not like, that's okay. Because if I swapped lives, I wouldn't be okay. So, and then obviously if they swapped lives with you, they wouldn't be okay. And that's okay. Like that's all okay. So not listening and just really, really trying to figure it out and tune in. It's hard to not listen sometimes, but to other people's opinions, but you know, (laughs) that's the whole goal of life. So, okay. When did you know to start branching off into other platforms? You guys have so many different things going on. And I know that you also have a new venture as well that I want to chat about. Like, when did it feel like you had the resources to be able to kind of say, okay, we can now start this platform over here because it's not, not a lot of people can go start, you know, something else like Betcha's mom and have all of these followers go over and be really excited about it. Like, how did you figure that out? We do everything with a test Mm -hmm. and then we go full. So like, okay we test and learn everything. And the way that we go about like a new vertical is we think about like what there it's two pronged. Like obviously there's data and like audience sentiment, but there's also like intuition and like, where do we feel? Is there a white space or what can we do better for our audience? Where is our voice? Where would it be appreciated? And what topics, like, what would we want? Like we have a great team of like a lot of millennial like people in our audience and like we ask each other like we're our own focus group and we ask like what would you want from batches and so then we go and see like would our audience want that and a lot of the times they do and we start small like okay what's the best approach if we don't have a sponsor for this maybe we start small just launch an Instagram account so like soft launching things when you don't have like a lot of resources definitely helps. And just to have case studies for your next successful ventures also mm-hmm. is great. So even if like you do launch something and it doesn't do so well, at least you, or isn't as big as you thought it would be upon launch is what I mean. Now you have this like kind of small case study of how you launched it, what you would do differently and how can you add more to that? Mm. Okay. So you guys, you go back and forth and you survey a lot. Like you really listen to your audience. So do hundred percent. That's yep. the key. The key for us is like knowing our audience, speaking to our audience, the way that like we women speak to each other. We never like since day one, the voice has been the most important thing to us because we never want it to feel like you're getting a message from like a company. It's like, mm-hmm. it has to come from your friend it has to like the connection with our audience is the most important thing to our company and to like the success of the brand. And it's what we're like we're very grateful for every day is what we work at every day because it's a community. We try to make it as, as two way as possible, which is something that we are actually launching very soon. A way we can communicate with our audience, not just like kind of talk at them through various means of content. But yeah, that law, that audience engagement is so important. And that's what's given us this loyal following for mm-hmm. 11 years. So consistency, really like tuning in and asking them questions. And Always. do you do a lot of surveys? Do you use stories? Like what's the modality in which you kind of 
figure that out? Story surveys, we have people write in a lot. We answer their like questions in, in terms on our podcast. Like, so we just constantly just like, like feed uh, this connection mm. and it's two way. Like we wouldn't have our business if it wasn't for them. And maybe you wouldn't laugh as much during your day if it wasn't for the stuff we do all day, you know? Like we try to make this like a place where, you know, you can be real. You find people that are like, like that, that laugh at a lot of the same things and just make you feel kind of like not alone mm-hmm. with some levity. And mm-hmm. that's kind of where, where we stand on, on that. <laughs> Tell me about your newest venture, where it came from, probably surveyed your people. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. So we just launched three months ago, faux pas can cocktails by batches. So exciting. So, uh, our first venture into alcohol. They are so, so good. So <laughs> we launched it with our partner, uh, EG Gallo. They also own high noon. So we knew we were like partnering with like the best and they care about the product And we very much really wanted to make a drink that, or four different flavors, but a drink that makes you not only like laugh and when you read the can, having a fun experience with your friend, because it's just kind of like we're drinking something that Betch has made, but also something that tastes so good that makes you want to go back and buy another one Mm. or you hear it from your friends. So we launched these canned cocktails. They're 8% alcohol, ABV. There's two flavors that are tequila based, two flavors that are vodka based because our audience said that those are their top favorite Mm -hmm. spirits. Mm -hmm. And our flavors are so good. My favorite is spicy mango margarita. Unreal. You have to, I'm going to send you some. We have, um, I'm going to drink it. (laughs) We have grapefruit, orange tequila soda. We have a lemon mint vodka soda, and we have a Bartlett pear vodka Mm -hmm. mule. They are insanely delicious and they come in like a smaller can. So you're not like getting like very full when you're drinking them and it's just like tastes so good. So it's like a really good experience and they're meant to be drank with friends or like if you're, you know, getting ready to go out, it's just, and the cans are beautiful. It took us two years to make them. We made them from scratch in terms of like the branding, the name, the taste profile of every single, like down to the we want this a little bit spicy, Mm -hmm. you know, like not overpowering every single, like there's so much labor and thought and care that went into every single sip you, you take from faux pas. And like, if you read like the carrier says something different than the can. And it's just like, I just, it was just such an amazing project to be part of, like I said, you know, earlier, I love being like more hands-on on something, like creating something. And this was one of those things. The funny thing is, is that I got pregnant in the middle of the project. Oh, oh no, so there goes like, R&D. Dang it. I was literally like, Guys, I'm going to have to trust you on this one. <laughs> but it was, you know, baby was out by the time it came out. So I was able to enjoy Thank goodness. It's my favorite. I love it. And everyone, please go check it out. If it's not available, it's right now, it's what we launched only in 16 states and it's available on Driz, on the Drizzly app too. So like, if you don't know if your, your local liquor store has it, just check the app and mm. it'll be, you can get it delivered to you, but faux pas and it's spelled F-A-U-X-P-A-S because it sounds supposed to sound very fancy, but it's not, it's fun. <laughs> and the idea of a faux pas is like social blunders that you have when you are out with your friends drinking or not drinking. And it's just kind of like embracing that. 
Oh, I love that. I can tell so much care went into it. And honestly, there was a time, my audience knows I'm I'm also in the cocktail world right now, but it's like, there's a time where I was sitting and I'm like, why aren't there more options? Like more options yeah. that actually taste good, especially in the canned world. So I'm so excited that you did that. Mine's wine-based, but this is freaking awesome that oh, you're yay, tequila and vodka. Oh my God. So I was drinking um, High Noon yesterday. That's really funny. It's so good. So, yeah. so good. So, so I haven't high, had yours yet, but I cannot wait you have to, to try, try it. it. High Noon is like a hard seltzer. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a different type of product. So like ours, yep. a canned cocktail is higher alcohol percentage, like a little bit smaller. So it's, it's made with real vodka, real tequila. And yeah, you should definitely try some. I can send you. I, oh, I, it's I, happening. It's yeah, happening. We'll post about it. We'll chat about it. <laughs> Thank um, you. Okay. So excited about that. And tell me a little bit about your podcast too, for anybody. I know that people yes. who listen to this podcast are avid podcast listeners. So you guys, tell me yes. about your podcast. Please check it out. So Betches has a, an original network of podcasts. We have, I can't keep track of how many shows we have. Maybe the 12, maybe 11 was the last time I checked. Oh, that's um, awesome. I co-host on three of them or I host one, but co-host two others but we have a show for every type of interest or whatever. I'm on a show called Diet Starts Tomorrow and Betcha's Moms and the At Betcha's Podcast, which I host with my two founders where we talk about pop culture, like our friendship and shoot the shit. It's really fun. Mm. It's really where we catch up a lot too. <laughs> on Diet Starts Tomorrow, it's all about like body image, like cutting through the BS of like the wellness industry, diet industry that you see on Instagram or all over social media. It's fun. I interview really cool people. And on Betcha's Moms, we talk about kind of like, just like the, the struggle of, but like with, again, levity, we laugh at like the ridiculous things that we think or do and sort of like embracing the things we feel like we were talking about, like guilt. We talk about the fact that like, hey, here's what I'm, when I'm experiencing mom guilt. Mm-hmm. And then we walk, work through each other's and like why we shouldn't have that. And it's fun. We have, but we have shows for everything. We have a dating show. You up, you up just is on a, a huge tour. They have their one last live show in New York. We have news and politics on the sup. We just have so much Bet- Bravo, Bachelor, Brides. I don't know how you keep track of it all. I literally don't know how you keep track of it all. <laughs> it's a lot, but it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of like there's something for every dimension of yourself. You're like, you get to kind of dance in every dimension. Now you get to also be an alcohol, which is so much fun. Amazing. You guys definitely go check out the podcast. Go follow them on Instagram. If you're feeling like you need a cocktail, go check out faux pas. I just love it all. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> there's so, so much, much, but it's just amazing. So, so grateful for you. Anything that you want to leave our people with? We're hiring. <laughs> We're growing our team. If you like, if you're funny or if we have so many different job openings. So we're hiring. Please check it out. You can check on LinkedIn or betches.com slash careers. But other things that I would leave you with is just, I don't know, keep, just keep going. I don't know. <laughs> keep go, keep, just keep going every day. <laughs> don't be afraid of change. Yeah, no, I think, I think Ooh, that's, my, that's good. The that's biggest true. thing that I, I've like reflected on is like, I love change and mm-hmm. not, do not be afraid of it. And that's when like all, like a lot of good stuff happens. Oh God, that's so good. Like falling in love with change. Like that will love it. 
that will rock your whole world and make you successful because that's all there is. So good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank we'll you put for all this me. stuff in the show notes. And you guys, you know, the biggest gift that you can give our guest is to give them a tag, give her a tag, let her know what your biggest takeaway was from this podcast and she can see who is listening and all the value that she added to your life today. So until next time, everyone earn your happy. Bye-bye. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community and everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, Not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody going to be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight 
fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our lives. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori.